Hello everyone, this is Callie, also known as Pepper Potts. Welcome to Let's Start Over, Shall We? An actual play podcast set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're going through the entire MCU from Phase 1 on and letting the dice fall where they may. In this week's episode, we have... This is Willie, and I'm playing James Rhodes. I'm Patrick, and I'm playing Bruce Banner. Leon, playing Tony Stark. I'm Tim Bannock, the Watcher, and I'll be the judge for this session. Remember to subscribe and share, and also support your local comic book shop. Now, let's start over, shall we? The gala is this beautiful space this huge open area there's a stage there's a band playing because this was planned while tony was in the hands of the ten rings stain got it got his way a little bit in certain calls and so there's a jazz band that's playing but it feels a little bit more old-fashioned than something that tony for sure would have put together but stark industries has the brilliant minds and all the money in the world and they're really putting on a show for that because they were worried they're going to be having to effectively overshadow a funeral for Tony or whatever happened, you know what I mean? And and so they really wanted to make this a celebration of the life of Stark Industries, the company. And it, it's telling that this is about the company and there's maybe a few things that leave out Tony Stark to a certain degree, despite that. You know, probably more telling to Tony's ego than anyone else. As you guys go to the gala and you walk into this event and there, there's a little, kind of a cocktail hour before the one hour presentation that Stark Industries leads, um, which ends with apparently Stain is kind of like going to be the MC of it. He does the presentations. He passes it off to, you know, what what you guys have now made uh, the schedule is he passes it off to Tony Stark and then Tony passes it off to Pepper. So that's what you got to look forward to. So I hope you can come up with a speech in the time I'm talking. (laughs) Oh, don't worry. Pepper just totally got this. A speech is nothing. (laughs) So you guys walk in, see all these people for for Bruce and uh, Rhodey. You know, there's probably a significant number of those people who you don't even recognize. Um, Right. You get the scuttlebutt on who they are because, you know, people whispering who they are, pointing it out if asked, things like that. Um, for Bruce were we Palmer. aware? Were we aware that Ross was going to be in attendance before I invited Bruce to this thing? That begs a great point, and possibly a dice roll, Bruce. Uh, so, <laughs> so Bruce, so you, you guys are all walking into this situation, you know, arriving separately. Bruce, you walk into this and and you spot that Lieutenant General Ross is there, and he's he walks in with Rhodey, and uh, he. He's not, he doesn't see you first because, you know, you're on alert. So you're looking out. You see him. Um, what do you want to do? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty uncomfortable. And, and, and seeing Ross, uh, that was sort of the, the wrong Ross. There's another Ross I was more interested in seeing. So I'm going to turn on my heel and I'm going to walk up and assuming that Tony, I, I can walk up to Tony. And- oh yeah, absolutely. As, as you guys come in, we'll say it's easy for you guys to arrive, you know, in movie timing pretty much at the same time. So you guys are all accessible to each other without necessarily forcing you to bump into any of the NPCs who I just mentioned, like they've already been there. Okay, so I, I walk up to Tony and I, and I grab his arm and go, hey, Tony. I say, hey, Jolly Green. <laughs> yeah, it's a time for jokes. I cannot be in the same room as that man. 
and I, I, I gesture over to, to Ross. Who's General Patton? Who is that? I don't want to get into it right now, but he, he and I don't exactly see eye to eye. Yeah, is he a former troop leader or something? No, uh, let's see. Um, remember when I turned into the Hulk? <laughs> <laughs> Vaguely, yes. Well, the first time it happened, uh, you know, he was there. You know, Betty, my, my old flame, she got hurt. He was kind of upset about that. He hunted me down, created the abomination, almost killed me uh, in, 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 a, in a chunk of New York. So um, what am I going to do? Right. So I think our first logical step is for us to go to the bar. Let's mm -hmm. get a drink in you. Let's calm you down. Okay, great. Let's this down a little bit. Okay. And <laughs> I'm just doing whatever Tony says right now. Just, uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this this must be going somewhere. <laughs> and, uh, and then we uh, you know we, we we see how that shakes out. So I immediately turn and walk to the bar and okay. order a martini. <laughs> Finding no help there. Um, <laughs> I'm going to try and, um, uh, and and be as inconspicuous as possible as, as I as I maybe kind of stay in the back. Okay, absolutely. Um, okay, so Rody, seeing Tony and someone else who I'm I'm not totally familiar with, and they kind of split up. I'm gonna go up with Ross to uh, Hank Pym and Darren Cross and kind of make introductions and kind of leave Ross there, like. I assume probably Hank Pym has almost complete disinterest, but I assume Darren Cross is probably very keen on making that connection. So I'll leave them to like kind of start talking things and I'll sidle up to the bar uh, next to Tony. You assume correctly in both counts. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, there's almost like love at first sight between uh, Darren and, and Ross in some ways. And uh, and yeah, absolutely. Hank Pym is just like, you see him immediately clam up at the fact that he's looking at a guy in military uniform. So yeah, you easily leave them together and then head up to the bar. And I'll order uh, uh, a drink and uh, turn to Tony and just go, I haven't heard from you since our phone call. Have you been avoiding me? <laughs> no, we're uh, we're we're good, pal. Just uh, just keeping keeping busy, keeping the world safe, making the world a better place. Yeah, you and I need to talk about that. People have been breathing down my neck having you out there. You know, I love how you're acting like the U.S. military isn't good at covering stuff up. It's not about covering stuff up. They're not happy that we have a civilian flying around in a suit of armor in our active war zone. Well, to be fair, it's only a war zone because I showed up. <laughs> That's some circular logic there, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, Tony, you're not, you're not listening. There's some people who are very upset that you are playing cowboy and that's 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 why we have our marketing person and and a and a, and you know the 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 lady that uh that does that stuff so we're we're good we're you're good you got a drink so that's good and uh it's it's, it's good it's great <laughs> and i take a i take a giant swig of my martini I just go, look, I've been trying to cover for you, but there's this organization called S.H.I.E.L.D. that has been trying to get in touch. And you're, you're doing a bang-up job. They, I haven't heard about S.H.I.E.L.D. for, geez, about 15 minutes. So, 
Great work. Almost like a, a, a ghost appearing out of nowhere. Um, this, this, uh, this gentleman who, you know, very much has the look of a federal agent uh, steps in to the conversation and says of himself, speak of the devil. Hi, my name is Agent Phil Coulson, and I was wondering if there's any chance after the presentations tonight that I could speak with you, Mr. Stark. And he, he basically kind of shoves his hand uh, towards you. And I sort of holding my drink in my right hand and sort of awkwardly position my left hand to just sort of do that shake where I'm not paying attention, but it's obvious. I want, I want to set the, the precedent of what's more important in my life at this moment. <laughs> um, so I go, yeah, definitely. Let's get something on the books. Very well. That's that's great to hear. I'll, I'll talk to someone else, he says. And he, he shakes your hand and almost dismisses you as quickly as you did him and, and just walks away, uh, aiming straight for Pepper Potts. And I look, <laughs> I, look at, I look at Rody and I go, did you plan that? That felt rehearsed. As soon as you say that, uh, another person steps forward. Anthony, it's so good to have you back in the U.S., says Justin Hammer. Oh, great. It's my least favorite person in the world. I just smirk and just, like, take a big <laughs> sip of my drink. <laughs> and he, he comes in with his arms raised as if to give you the biggest hug. And and I just sort of <laughs> wince and immediately slam the rest of my martini. <laughs> and it, it, as, as you're guzzling the martini, he kind of, like, awkwardly, like, doesn't give you a hug, but just kind of, like, pats you on a shoulder. He's like, Anthony, Anthony, uh, I'm so glad to see that you are in great shape and that you are testing all this new weapons technology without any of the legal troubles getting in your way. That's fantastic. I wish I and Hammer Technologies could live up to your inspirational status. Yeah, well, it's always important to reach for the top. You guys have been doing a subpar job of that so far. So, you know, maybe next year. He turns to a, pass, a woman who's just passing by. He says, "He's she's just kidding. You know, he's always the joker. Ah, <laughs> oh, Anthony, Anthony. Uh, well, it's good to see you. I don't want to take up uh, all your time vigilanteing and whatever else it is you're going to do tonight. But um, know that we're going to have plenty of time to speak later. I'm sure of it. Great. Well, that's something I won't be looking forward to. <laughs> he laughs as, as if, it, you know, it's a good natured jab and uh, turns and walks off. Let's cut to uh, Pepper for a second here. So you come in and, um, you know, people are very receptive. Like the, the fact that Stark Expo was even revived is is something that a lot of companies like. And so they're, they're already kind of like enamored with that idea. And the fact that you come in as someone with so much charisma does help that a lot. In the midst of that, you see Phil Coulson. He basically uh, finds a way to get in between you and a few of the other people who are hounding you, you know, for interviews as you walk in and inserts himself delicately in between a few people as there's a break in conversation. And he says, Miss Potts, Special Agent Phil Coulson, he, you know, offers his hand to you. Um, I actually shake it because I'm polite. <laughs> I shook it? Just awkward. <laughs> He says, I spoke with Mr. Stark for a brief second, and he, he said that he's open to a meeting tonight after the presentation. Is, is that something that would be possible for you as well? Uh, you know, you'll need to check with my secretary for that, because uh, I'm, I'm, as you know, I'm not Mr. Stark's assistant anymore. So, uh, uh, Bambi, I assume she's somewhere nearby. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And I turn back to Coulson and say, Bambi manages all my scheduling for me now because, you know, I'm the CEO. He, he he casts his eyes downward and, and says uh, quite 
you know, you, you see him wearing his heart on his sleeve. He's, he says, I'm sorry, I'm not used to these sort of business events, and that's not really my forte, and I really didn't know my league. I do apologize for that, and absolutely, I will I will speak with your assistant, and I, I truly look forward to everything that you're going to do for Stark Industries. I think it's needed some fresh leadership, and I have no doubt that you're the person to bring something game-changing to it. Again, I apologize, and uh, I hope to speak with you and Mr. Stark soon. Mm-hmm. And then Pepper, like, turns back to who she thinks is actually who she needs to be spending some time talking to. <laughs> like, polite, so nobody would be like, oh my, but still very business politics yeah. clear of, and we're done now. Yeah, yep. Yeah, you handle it perfectly adroitly, and, and... Bruce, let's cut back to you. Okay. So I go back to Tony, side of whack over to the bar. I order a drink, whatever. And uh, and I, I say, hey, Tone, um... Look, I gotta get out of here, but um, can you do me a favor and ask around after an old friend of mine? Uh, sure. Okay, so his name's um, what's his name? <laughs> it's a, not close friends, obviously. <laughs> yeah, a real good, real good old friend of mine. Yeah, Sam Stearns. His name's Sam Stearns, and uh, he used to work at Greyburn College. And I gotta, I, I, I'd like to talk to him if he's around somewhere. So anyway, uh, gotta run. See you later. And then I, I, I leave. I can't handle this. Uh, I gotta get out of there. Wow, the pressure, the pressure. I I look at Tony and I look at the guy <laughs> who's walking away. That's right. And that was weird. Was it? Well, since when are you covering for some random citizen? That is a good question. And then I turn back to the bar and order another martini. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Tony, we do need to talk, though, with the announcements that you've been making, with you being the Iron Man. The government wants in, or they're thinking of not renewing the contract that they've got with Stark. If you guys aren't providing anything, no weapons anymore, they might be start looking elsewhere. Well, that's your job. That's why you're our liaison. You're not, Tony, you're not listening to me. What are we going to do? You're interrupted by the sound of, of the music kind of swells in, in the room and then uh, the lights kind of dim and it's clearly time for the first presentation. Assistants come up and immediately try to usher Miss uh, Stark and Pepper off to side areas where they can get ready. The other folks, which is Rody right now, mingle amongst the audience mm -hmm. and get into their places and their seats to watch the presentation. Bruce, where are you headed? What do you, where do you want to go? I gotta go back to the hotel. Okay. I'm pissed. I'm frustrated. This sucks. I thought I was going to, you know, I, I kind of um, maybe fooled myself that this was going to work and uh, yeah. a little bit shook. Hey, how pissed are you, bud? <laughs> <laughs> I got to do some breathing exercises. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to change into street clothes and I'm going to head over to Greyburn College. Okay. The presentation, there's two kind of key presentations that Stain introduces, which are, these are just effectively teasers for what people are going to see in more depth throughout the week. And then the plan is that he's going to introduce Tony and Tony can introduce Pepper. What Stain presents, and, you know, for those of you who are backstage, you get, you know, there's a monitor back there so you guys can watch it from the sidelines. For Rody, you're watching this live. And for Bruce, probably on the way, you're like walking down the street and, you know, there's a bank of televisions in a, in a store or something like that. And it's playing live from Stark Expo, you know, and you, so you get to see like snippets of this on your way to Great College.
Stain first presents some new technology that is not in the weapons industry, so he stays true to his word about pivoting away from the things that Tony's doesn't seem to be, uh, you know, wanting to stress too much from, from Stark Industries. The two pieces he first presents are the Life Model Development Android, which is the sort of um, cutting-edge therapy companionship technology that they're working on. It's basically like these robot companions that can help people deal with certain trauma in their lives, and can deal with socialization for people who have you know, developmental problems and things like that. So you know, an amazing piece of technology that works with virtual reality. And along similar front, although uh, a very different technology, there's also Quentin Beck's augmented reality framework, which they talk about using that therapy as well and training programs so they can create augmented reality, quote unquote, physical scenarios for people to, to do different types of training or therapy without actually having to engage in an environment that could be dangerous or that may not be as accessible to them if they have certain abilities and things like that. So really cool stuff. Then he pivots into something that catches you a little bit by surprise. He presents these veiled images, the shadowy profile of some new weapons technology. And Tony, you immediately recognize the profile of a modified version of the Mark I armor. He hints at this Ironmonger suit that clearly is derived from the Iron Man ethos of technology in making soldiers more capable, possibly doing it remotely. You don't even necessarily hear all the words but there's definitely this like immediate sinking sensation because he's clearly going the opposite direction of what he just told you he's going to do and how he started this off and so you see that and first of all how do you react tony what you're, you're backstage watching this and it's just this short like one minute trailer that he says you know hinting out some presentation that's going to come later um i don't react well <laughs> I think that 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 would we'll just set that. It's always a lot to elicit some type of major reaction from Tony Stark, but I I think that this this would be the the surprise because while while I've started trusting Stain a lot less since I found out about the injunction, um, and I haven't been able to pin anything on him. This this connects the dots for me because. The only way for him to have gotten my armor is to have worked with the tent rings or, or done something behind my back. Um, so I'm in brief moment of shock, uh, quick calculation that turns into anger. And, and with that, he, he says these words, which kind of like bring you back into the moment. Throughout these week's events, we will be showing you the armament and capabilities of this wonderful technology that Mr. Stark himself invented. We'll have presentations of spectacular new technology across all disciplines, thanks to Hammer Industries, Pym Technologies, Rand Enterprises, and many others. And with that, I'd like to introduce Tony Stark himself. And he, he almost like sensing your, your feelings from backstage, he kind of quickly scurries off the stage. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> your assistants who come in and are kind of like ushering you to the stage, they're like, you're up, you know, it's your time.
Good to be back. You know who I am, right? I don't need to introduce myself. Punch a monster in the face! Punch a monster? Yeah, I did that last week, but we'll see what happens at the after party. You know, I've been thinking about first principles a lot lately. Boiling things down to their fundamental truths and then reasoning up from there. It would have been easy for me to say Stark isn't producing weapons anymore and then wash my hands and say I saved the world. But removing a component that was a product of a world built on war, that's not going to change anything. War will still exist. Hunger, poverty, they're still going to exist. Saying we won't do something isn't an answer and it's not even a reset button. What it is though, is an opportunity. Back at MIT, they drilled the school's mission statement into our heads to generate, disseminate, and preserve knowledge and work with others to bring to bear on the world's greatest challenges. And that is why we're here. The idea that working together, we can create a better world. That we can create a legacy that's worth continuing. And that's why my father Howard started the Stark Expo in 1964. For the best and brightest from the world over to come together and pool their resources and share their collective vision to leave behind a brighter future. It is not about today, but tomorrow. It is not about what we stop doing, but what we start. It's not just knowing that we can be better, but that we should. So here we are, back at the beginning, the ground level of tomorrow. And in the spirit of a new tomorrow, it's with something of a heavy heart that I'm announcing that Obadiah Stain will be stepping down from Stark Industries. Obi, it's been an experience. Now, it's my pleasure to introduce the individual that will be ushering in that great future, Stark Industries CEO, Pepper Potts. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> walk off stage and walk past Obadiah and I pat him on the shoulder and I say, how is that for optics? <laughs>